0: Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito This is the Stampede Blue Podcast, the official podcast of the Indianapolis Colts on the SB Nation Podcast Network. David Walker, and in today's podcast, we're going to give some updates from training camp, uh, from minicamp OTAs, and talk about some key players on the defense, where they stand with the team. Uh, and let's get right into it. Uh, let's start with those key players. I want to start at the top with uh, top corner Kenny Moore. Now, the Colts went out and signed uh, Stephon Gilmore, obviously, to help shore up the, up the the outside corner position. But Kenny Moore is arguably one of the best inside uh, nickel corners in the league. And uh, as many of you know, he has been making noise about his contract. He has two years remaining. Uh, Those two years do not have salary guarantees, which is normal in in, in an NFL contract. Usually all the guarantees are in the the first couple of years. Uh, So he's got two years with no guarantees remaining, and he is looking to be paid like an elite corner not an elite nickel corner. That distinction is important because this indicates more thinks or wants to be paid like a guy that plays on the outside. And that is, to this point, not where he has been the most successful. He has been one of the best when you put him inside, when he is in there uh, in nickel situations. And let's be be very clear. Uh, When it comes to modern NFL defenses, nickel corners are critical. Uh, Most NFL defenses are going to be in nickel sets 60, 65, sometimes 70% during games. So uh, the nickel corner is essentially a starter in the modern uh, NFL era. So uh, Moore is incredibly valuable to the team and and that position alone is one that can be exploited by modern NFL offenses. So having a top tier player in that position is incredibly beneficial. Whether you want to pay them like an outside corner is a different matter and he wants to be and I this is this is going to be a point of contention and look here's the reality he's got two years left and if there's one thing about Chris Ballard that I have learned it is that he does not do new deals on contracts that have two years left he didn't do it for Darius Leonard he didn't do it for Andrew luck he didn't do it for Quentin Nelson. He didn't do it for some of the top guys in this franchise, guys who are arguably, you know, some of the best in uh, team history. He is not going to do it for Kenny Moore, um, and Moore was there for a mandatory camp. He did not participate in some of the activities. It was his form of protest to to show that he was unhappy with the contract situation. Uh, and look, these have been voluntary, so he's not done anything that is, uh, you know, drawn the ire of the team yet mandatory camp is coming up uh it could cost him upwards of $50,000 per day if he is not there um and he did make the statement i would love to be on the field at training camp sort of ominous uh when you look at that uh, so the Kenny Moore situation remains to be seen and i understand he's he's 26 year old 26 years old uh, these guys want to get paid. Uh, I do not blame them. Uh, he has been one of the best corners in the league uh, in that you know critical role. But uh, this, we're going to see if Ballard holds to uh, his his standard of not paying guys until they they have one year remaining. And uh, historical precedence is Ballard is not going to bend on this. And uh, we'll see how Moore handles this. But this this situation is a little bit dicey right now. Uh, we'll see how it plays out. All right, Darius Leonard, obviously the centerpiece of this Colts defense, one of the best linebackers in the league uh, in recent years. Uh, we we all know he has had the ankle injuries. He said earlier in camp that the ankle still wasn't right um, and that he, at one point last year, even fell out of love with the game because of the amount of pain that he was playing in. So this is really interesting. The Colts announced that he had back Surgery, uh, and it was successful, but this confused a lot of people. Made them think, "Oh no, he's got compounding issues." Uh, will Leonard be ready? Uh, will he be in in shape for uh, the regular season? Can he play the regular season? Uh, back surgeries are obviously very concerning. Um, per Pat McAfee, Leonard spoke to him directly, um, and this is this may actually be good news. Um, Darius Leonard had an ankle functioning issue, not an injury issue. And that is that is a critical distinction here. The the injury itself had been lingering. They couldn't figure it out. Uh, he went through you know, multiple scans trying to figure out what the issue was. They finally pinned it down. It was not the ankle. It was a nerve in his back that had been causing the issues with the ankle flexibility and, and functioning. He did have that back surgery. He, accordingly uh, to the conversation he had with Pat McAfee, is feeling better than ever. The ankle issues appear to be resolved because of this back surgery. Now, that said, it does look like he's going to miss all of the spring on-field practices, um, but the Colts seem very optimistic that he is going to be ready for the regular season And that this may actually have finally put those lingering ankle issues behind him. And that is fantastic news. Now, obviously, you hear back surgery, there's going to be some concerns, there's going to be some recovery time. uh, And it it does look like he's going to need some additional time to recover. Look, Darius Leonard does not need the offseason. He's going to, you know, you get him in the regular season, you're going to be in good shape. Um, And I think this could end up being really good news because, you know, several weeks ago, it sounded like the ankle was still a problem, and now we're hearing that this back surgery may have instantly cleared it up, uh, and this this could be the news that we've all been hoping for for the centerpiece of this Colts defense, a defense that we think could be the the differentiator for this team going into uh, this this season, and and putting them you know potentially as one of the top AFC teams to look at you know for making a run in the playoffs. So. Great news on Darius Linder. Let's hope that his recovery from the back surgery uh, goes according to plan. So far, so good. Uh, And yeah, great news on him. All right. We're going to talk about some of the impressions from camp, including Matt Ryan, some of the wide receivers and guys who are standing out. But before we do that, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back on the Stampede Blue podcast. This is David Walker. We're talking about uh, just some quick notes on the Colts coming out of training camp, some key players. We talked about Kenny Moore, Darius Leonard. Let's talk about some of the notes, uh, some of the things that we're seeing now in training camp. Now, let me be very clear. This is minicamp, very early days. We're not even into the summer. It's, it's June. We're still <laughs> into June. So please, please, please uh, take all of this with a massive grain of salt. But what can we glean from what we've seen so far? Uh, let's start at the top look there's no bigger free agent uh, or uh, not even free agent but no bigger uh, acquisition for the Colts than Matt Ryan. obviously last year was disappointing. Uh, they moved on quickly from Carson wentz uh, that you know the the team basically said that was a massive mistake uh, and they've they've corrected it and Matt Ryan is the quarterback for now and, and look, I don't want to get into the conversation about the future of the the franchise and all that but Uh, at least for this year and probably next year, Matt Ryan's the guy. How does he look? Um, Per Zach Kiefer of The Athletic, Ryan's accuracy is what's different this spring, stands out in every practice. And I think that is one of the things we're hoping for. Look, Matt Ryan comes in with an impressive resume. He is in the top 10 of many uh, of the league's you know, quarterback statistics. He's probably going to finish in the top seven in several of the key ones, yardage, touchdowns, et cetera. Um, he has always been known for being a very accurate quarterback, for having a quick release. Uh, and I think you can point to the Falcons franchise and their dysfunctions from more of his struggles than anything else. Uh, but the early returns are good. Um, his accuracy, his quick release, his decisiveness as a quarterback – Um, appears to be showing up very early on. And look, again, this is seven on seven. Uh, This is, you know, without pads. This is without offensive. This is without pressure in his face. Uh, So again, you can only glean so much from this. But the accuracy is there. And I think that is a a key distinction of what is different from last year to this year. Uh, And it's where I think the fit for Matt Ryan in this offense is going to shine Uh, in his ability to get the ball out, get it to the right guys, and get it there accurately, that's going to be a key part of how he's going to fit arguably better into what Frank Reich wants to do than last year's quarterback. Um, The guys around Ryan, the guys that he's going to be throwing to, um, two names have been standing out. Number one, in in recent days, uh, Michael Pittman and and Ryan are really beginning to connect more, which you would expect. uh, Number one wide receiver, uh, they're beginning to get in sync with things, so that's great news. Uh, Paris Campbell and look, the, the questions with Paris Campbell do not come around his football ability. It comes around the fact that he's only played 15 games in three seasons. That can he stay healthy enough to make an impact? And this is the year he's he's going to have to do it. This year, if he's going to be around with the Colts uh, in in you know future years, he's got to prove this year that he can stay healthy, that he can produce consistently. Early returns are good. And again, grain of salt, all of that. Uh, likewise. Uh, and I feel like this comes up a lot because people are concerned with Ryan's age. Um, you know, he's 37 now. Uh, will the deep ball, will the arm issues start to surface as they have for many quarterbacks in the past. You know, we, if you ever watched the, uh, the saints, drew Brees, last couple of years of his career, it really seemed like the arm strength, the arm, uh, the deep ball began to suffer uh, a good bit. Uh, Right now, the deep ball looks really good for Ryan in training camp. So if there are any concerns about um, his you know, completeness as a quarterback due to his age, that early on does not appear to be an issue. All right. Uh, likewise, one of the guys that's there to protect Matt Ryan, Quentin Nelson, uh, he has said that he is the healthiest he's been in a while. He's not coming into camp with multiple surgeries uh, to recover from. Uh, which is great news from the All-Pro interior offensive lineman, and uh, yeah, if if the Colts are going to have success, they need Nelson to be uh, in that line for all 17 games this year. And it looks like right now he's feeling pretty good. Obviously, it's June, but uh, this this is the healthiest he's been in a while. On the defensive side, uh, well, hold on. Before we go to the defensive side, Desmond Patton, six foot four wide receiver, the uh, 2020 sixth-round pick out of Washington State. He has been looking good in camp, for whatever that's worth. Obviously, this is a critical year for him. He needs to prove that he can stick around on the roster. Uh, he's he's obviously seen very little playing time, but the Colts do like his, his physical stature, big wide receiver. That, you know, obviously, that's what the wide receiver room is beginning to look like this this year. Uh, he has stood out in camp as well. All right, on the defensive side of the ball, um, Isaiah Rogers has been looking good. 2020 six-round pick out of UMass. Uh, He is potentially someone that can slot in on that other side uh, with Stephon Gilmore. Uh, He has been showing progress year over year. He is a player that has been standing out a lot in camp. It seems like every day he is one of the writers that is there at camp. They're talking about Isaiah Rogers. So he is a name to pay attention to. Uh, Hopefully he can emerge as a future starter in the outside. Um, And likewise, Julian Blackman, guys this continues to blow my mind. Achilles injuries are notoriously uh bad for keeping guys sidelined for you know a year plus. Um, and Blackman is was now taking reps in 7 on 7 work. This uh, is stunning. Just stunning. His recovery is nothing short of stunning. So great news on Blackman. Uh if he can sort of reemerge as that you know uh Athletic safety that you know we're hoping him to be, man. Uh, I think the Colts have got some great news. So overall, the early returns from training camp are really positive, which is to be expected. Um, obviously, no one's going to write about everything's terrible, th- everything's burning to the ground. It's, things look great when you're not you know, being hit, when you're not in pads, when you're not playing 11-on-11. So we'll see how this plays out. But so far, early returns are good. More importantly, key guys like Darius Leonard, the injury issues, uh, looks like they may be turning the corner. And that really is the to me, if, you were, if you're looking for key takeaways here, it's the health of the team. You want these guys as healthy as possible going into the regular season, and it looks like they may finally be turning the corner with some critical guys. Uh, Alright guys, that is it for me on this podcast. If you have questions, comments, let me know. You can follow me on Twitter, at NFLDW, and of course you can find our articles daily at stampedeblue.com This is David Walker. Thank you guys for listening in. We'll talk with you next time.